I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello, Tim Bennett here. It's the 9th of April. I hope you're all well. Uh, don't forget, also, while we're talking about the, uh, the community update, there's also this past conference, which is going to take place on the 4th to the 8th of October. More information will be coming out about that uh, over the coming months, uh, weeks and months. So welcome Michigan Language Assessment to the Surpass Community. Uh, we put up a press release about this uh, earlier this week. Um, it's a fantastic opportunity. Um, an excellent organization and they've they've really kind of taken to it already they've um already started to engage with the content and you'll see in the press release if you go to that at you know, com slash news um you can actually see some of the assessments in action and they've done some fantastic work uh really making the uh, language-based testing that they're doing really engaging uh they're using the audio question type and i'm actually hoping to have one of the team members from the product team to talk about the audio question type in a bit more detail so uh, please do check that out. Please do head over to um, uh, spass.com slash news for more information about that. So next up, we're talking about the event report from the uh, Performance Testing Council. And I got together with uh, Chris Dacker, a new member of the team, uh, to learn a bit more about the event and his experience at it. So here's Chris. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. That's no problem. Um, now, I understand uh, last week you attended a Performance Council event. It was their Spring uh, Summit event. Do you want to tell me a bit more about it? I did. Um, it was good um, attending a Performance Council, Performance Testing Council. Uh, there's a nonprofit uh, dedicated to uh, innovation and design, development, and delivery of performance testing. So, being new in, in the industry, uh, it was very interesting to see. A little bit and learn a little bit more about performance testing and how that can go along with what Surpass has to offer. Um, basically, they were just reviewing some of the potential biases and how um, the structure of performance testing can um, affect those biases. So that was very interesting to see, um, basically from the setup to um, how the subject matter experts uh, review those tests as well. So it was, it was definitely very interesting and um, glad to be there. So, like I say, you're you're kind of new to the testing space, aren't you? You've been an account manager for years in the software industry, but um, I suppose this was a good opportunity for you to learn about a particular, quite a niche area, really, of the of the sector, but one that's been growing more and more, hasn't it? Do you? How do you relate to this as a as a kind of topic? I found performance testing very interesting because I can relate to learning in that in that manner. Um, I mean, I'm more of a an active learner. Um, I learn by doing, and that's exactly what performance testing is. So um, I, I could relate uh, in more than one way. Um, so that was definitely, definitely good. Oh, yeah, and we're, well, as, as we're quite excited about some of the uh, new ideas and new innovations that are coming into Surpass in the, this year, really, as part of the, the custom question type and simulations and all this work that enables this kind of very rich engagement-led uh, assessment process and you you're looking after a couple of customers who I, I suspect will be quite interested in this topic CIDQ the um, interior design uh, people and Penske uh, the trucks just tell me a bit more about them yeah so Penske uh, they definitely um, can relate to this and they uh, have been using surpass for some summative assessments where they um, basically test their technicians but then there's also a hands-on portion that goes with that as well, um, where they're, you know, performance testing with their technicians, 
So um, that was this was really interesting. Uh, this related to it in, in many ways. Yeah, we're good. And Penske, they've started doing their kind of a few cycles of their assessments. They came on board, I think it, we announced them uh, autumn time last year, and they've just started doing some tests. And they've been going well? Yeah, yeah, they just finished their regional testing. So um, they're going to start breaking that down more and, and diving a little bit more into the into the next rounds of uh, testing their technicians. So uh, definitely. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for attending the event for us i i wanted to go along myself but it was uh, it was quite a busy uh time last week um would you think you'll go along to future performance testing events definitely yeah that was very it was very interesting all all of the presentations were were great from um, the human element uh building structure to standard performance testing to addressing the potential for bias and the development and scoring of performance examinations it's, i would love to learn more about performance testing so gladly. perfect well, hopefully you'll get some chance at ATP coming up soon as well, which should be a perfect opportunity to widen your knowledge. So, well, thank you very much, uh, Chris. It's been great chatting to you, and uh, you take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much for that, Chris. It was uh, really good to chat with you, and it's nice to, uh, to see Chris out there for the first time uh, on one of my sessions. I hope to see more of Chris. If you want more information of uh, the Performance Testing uh, Council, then go to performancetest.org. Um, on a similar vein, you might be also be interested in uh, Liberty Munson's presentation, the keynote presentation she gave at this past conference uh, last year, our virtual event. And if you go to conference.pass.com, you can see that and other presentations. Uh, we've actually, it's been a job we've been meaning to do, but we've now broken out all the sessions uh, so you can uh, have a slightly more easier access of the presentations rather than day-by-day -day, uh, recording. So please do check that out. So next up, just on a kind of similar route as well, I just want to talk to you about task-based simulation. So this is something we've been working very hard, of, uh, hard at uh, uh, this past team. So um, it's a fascinating area. It's all about this idea of just giving people immersive, rich, real-world um, business activities to do to demonstrate that they're uh, capable and competent and, and be, be certified. Um, and Adam did a brilliant little recording of uh, our task-based simulations and just gives you an idea as to how it works. So um, I'm going to pass over to Adam, and he's going to talk you through that. Hello. Today I'm going to be demonstrating some of the capabilities of the advanced item type known in Surpass as the task-based simulation, or TBS. The Surpass users amongst you may think you don't recognize this functionality. This is because, as it is an advanced item type, the TBS is configured on an instance-by-instance -instance basis. If any of the content in this demo is relevant or of interest to you, don't hesitate to get in touch with your account manager, who will be happy to discuss this configuration. Here is an example of the finished product, a task-based simulation that has been used in Surpass by community members CPA Canada. I will now take you through the simple steps required to achieve this goal. Even an advanced item type like this, with its countless potential permutations, is, as you will see, straightforward to create in Surpass. Like any other item type, you can create a TBS from within item authoring. Our dedicated UX UI design team have done a stunning job with the interface, making it clear, intuitive and straightforward. The form-based process is logical, leading you from one step to the next. The first step is to enter question text in the box provided. The bulk of the content creation occurs within the Edit Content dialog, found in Step 2. 
The crucial areas of content creation we will be focusing on today are item content and rubric. Simply navigate between the two by selecting the tabs at the top of the dialog. We will return to cover rubrics shortly. Item content is added in elements known as widgets. There are two main types of widget, a rich text editor and a formattable grid. These elements are added to an item by dragging and dropping them onto the screen. The drag and drop functionality behaves intuitively as well as giving you the freedom to alter the appearance of the item as you see fit. Formatting functionality consciously mimics standardized formats for familiarity, allowing your users to focus on what matters. Grid elements also replicate standard table editing formats, so SMEs can jump straight in and begin creating content. Each cell in the grid can be designated as stimulus or candidate response. Those requiring candidates input can be numeric entry to allow candidates to enter a numeric value, percentage or currency, or an options list to enable candidates to select an answer from a set of predefined values. As an item creator, you can choose to enter numbers, formulas that replicate standard spreadsheet functionality, or text into a cell. These values will be static and are used to inform the candidates' responses. The range of available options when creating a TBS is exemplary of the countless permutations this advanced item type can have. It is this variety that allows your organisation to assess competencies in more and more realistic and comprehensive manners. We have seen how the task-based simulation enables you to create assessments of almost limitless variety. The same can be said of the ways in which candidates earn marks. This is in spite of the TBS being entirely auto-marked, saving you time and money, as well as a whole host of security concerns. Candidates using the TBS are assessed by measurement opportunities, or MOs. MOs outline the criteria candidates need to achieve a mark in the form of assertions and keys. Each individual assertion is a correct response from within the grid we saw earlier, and each key acts as a group of these assertions. Assertions can be combined within a key to form an AND relationship, while keys form OR relationships between one another. This means candidates must obtain all of the assertions in one of the keys to gain a mark from the MO. Creating multiple keys therefore provides alternative ways in which the MO can be achieved and consequently the marks obtained. Clearly then, MOs can be set up to contain one or many assertions under one or many keys, adding to the possible permutations of your task-based simulation. To choose how many marks a candidate will earn by meeting the criteria of an MO, Navigate to the item creation screen. Each MO can be tagged with its own metadata values for reference and for analysis. Now we have seen how to create a TBS, let's see how the task-based simulation is presented to candidates in exam delivery. Again, the interface is an intuitive one, adhering to contemporary UX principles with which candidates are familiar. Attention is immediately drawn to the grid cells that require a response and responses are entered in a logical and straightforward fashion. As such, your candidates can focus solely on the assessment and not be distracted by the technology.
Thank you, Adam, for that uh, excellent presentation and some really good detail there as well. It's, it's a really awesome uh, question type, and it's really worth having a look in a bit more detail as well. If you want more information, uh, we did present that as part of the webinar on the uh, finance and assessment. Obviously, it lends itself very well to that particular uh, area. Uh, but if you've got ideas of how you want to use that and you've got other ideas for question types, then uh, please do check those out and get in touch. So just another reminder, kind of linked as well. Uh, we've got an item banking workshop on the 4th of May. Uh, if you want to go to spass.com to um, slash sign up to sign up to that. Uh, the plan is to do uh, kind of short presentations and then have people break out into smaller groups to look at really focused areas of the product. So standard setting, item review processes, uh, or even just kind of tips and tricks and advice uh, on the idea of item backing. So uh, it's hopefully that will inform our roadmap, but also help you build a better understanding as to uh, all the potential that you can get out of surpass uh, for item banking. Remember, there is only one surpass. Uh, so and some other events then just coming up. So there's an unofficial ATP uh, conference kickoff. Probably should be whispering that, shouldn't I? Um, virtual happy hour. Uh, it's being kind of pulled together by the lineup guys. Uh, it's on the 20th of April. Uh, if you go to spass.com slash events, you'll find out more information about that there. Um, I'll try and make some more announcements about that when I've got a bit more, a bit more detail. Uh, Beyond Multiple Choice, 21st of April. Uh, this is a webinar event that we're sponsoring. Uh, this is part of their kind of uh, looking beyond multiple choice uh, series, really. But um, they've got a conference coming up in November, and I'll share more information about that later on in the year. Uh, but please do make sure you check that one out. And, of course, ATP Innovations in Testing, 27th to the 29th of April. Uh, the team and myself have all been kind of involved in uh, just learning and understanding a little bit more about how the conference will work and it's looking really really quite exciting so that's great as part of our submissions of content uh, i know you probably heard this before but we've got andy and kat they're going to be talking about uh, user inclusive uh, research and then we've got jim and steve uh, steve from uh, examity talking about the ultimate candidate experience and then Amanda and Chris will be getting together to talk about standard setting practices. Um, we've got some quite interesting ideas around that area as well. So please do get in contact if you're having any difficulty uh, delivering standard setting activities. Other events, just to note then, uh, the um, excellent, uh, apologies for the TH wrong way around there, but um, the 5th of May, uh, the CNG have got uh, their Chicago meeting. These are all virtual, free events. Um, so even if you're not in the Chicago area, you, I think you'll benefit from attending that. So please do check that out. Um, Certification Network Group, uh, search that and you'll find the more information. Or just go to pass.com slash events for more detail. Other uh, events, news, etc. Let's um, add to stream. Um, so we've got... Uh, where do we go? So as part of the CNG, uh, there's a call out for uh, uh, information as part of a presentation that's been put together about the uh, value of uh, proposition for certification. Uh, please do check that out. You can find the links to all these um, social media likes uh, in my activity stream as well, which will be on the uh, event post and the, uh, in the information uh, for, the, uh, for the podcast version of this. In addition, EAL, SPAS community member, a long time uh, SPAS community member, uh, they've been talking a lot about the World Autism Awareness Week uh, this week. Uh, some interesting posts there, a very interesting blog post uh, about uh, Alan Turing and uh, all, uh, everything that matters around there. And the reason why I've pulled this out, there was an additional post by one of our colleagues, uh, Miriam, um, uh, who holds this very close to her heart. And this, she posted about the National Autistic Society as well, and their kind of views on that. So please do check that out. It's very important. Uh, topic 
And then we have uh, Mitchell Knowledge Assessment. They're pushing out more information and uh, doing some webinars and information about their rollout of uh, Surpass and their digitization of their uh, language testing program. So please do check that out. And then job-wise, uh, Robert Gordon University are looking for a digital short course manager. Um, it's worth looking at. And also, I, before I prepare these slides, um, I noticed that uh, Silex um, are also looking for a product marketing uh, person as well. So please do, if you're interested in those roles, uh, do check that out. Uh, well, that's me. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, watching. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, thank you for listening as well. And don't forget, if you are watching, you can also access the podcast version if you search this past assessment community podcast. Take care and I will see you soon. Thank you very much. See you next week. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit Surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.